slow down and get away from it all in a place where the great outdoors take center stage. This is Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Carousel Project podcast. We are so excited to be back with another episode in season five, which I just keep saying because I can't believe five seasons five seasons of the Carousel Project podcast. It just seems crazy to me um, how much we've talked about, how much talking we have done together. Um, I'm so excited for today's topic. It's kind of an extension of a topic we've done before that y'all really, really liked. So I know we're all really excited to get into it. But first, my name is Josie Maida and you can find me on all socials at Josie Maida. And I'm Kate Killebrew. You can find me on all socials at Kate Killebrew. And I'm Epcot Adam, and you can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Do you love the yeah, you can, Adam? I love it. You love it. I, okay. feel, like, I feel like anytime I, I meet it. someone I new in person yeah, and I introduce myself, I need you to be there. Or just I like have a recording of you like on my phone just ready to okay. go. We can make that happen. Also, why are you meeting new people and other Wait, friends? Wait, you have other friends? <laughs> oh, I told on myself again. Shoot. <laughs> when I tracked you, it looked like you went to the post office. Did you do that? Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I need to add Adam for the gotcha yeah, bitch Yeah, you need to add ago. both of us because Adam and I are linked, but neither of us yeah. are linked to you. I'm already linked. I'm okay, not linked I, to you. <laughs> can you guys tell, either. while I link to both of you, can you tell the I'm already linked story? Because I feel like I feel like <laughs> our CPP fans deserve... We need to start letting them in on some of the yeah. uh, insiders that we have. So Kate, take it away because I was not there for this. Oh, okay. Well, so we were... Do- Josie and I and some friends, we were about to ride Flight of Passage. We were in line, lining up to get on like the little bike things. And a woman... That was riding in the same nine via, like bikes as us. <laughs> she proceeds to get on the bike with a hat on and gets like put like the back of the thing already goes over her. And then the cast member ends up turning to her and saying, oh, would you like me to like put your hat in the shelf? And she was like, yes, I'm already linked. Like she was like very stressed <laughs> that she was already linked to her to, Nikron. to her. He crawled to 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 her avatar to to bo- to fly with a banshee. So she was very stressed. She couldn't take the hat off because she was already linked. So he right, had it to do it everything. For her. So now, anytime we're talking she was about, she's just ready to see Vako. She was. She said. She said. She, she said. I'm challenge. a rise to the challenge with we my hat on. We do need to let hat. them in on some more of our inside jokes. I feel like we have a couple great ones from the parks of I our many many. Call it Club also, have 30 we ever tea. even? Ooh, Club 30T. That's the bonus, bonus Patreon. When we drop our insiders so people know what we're saying. You're spilling the Club 30T. Um, also, oh, tea. I thought, I get it. I get it. Okay. 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 My brain caught up. My brain caught up. Also, I feel like, have we ever even talked about how we met? I feel like that's another story for another day. Anyway. Have we? Oh, we should, we should maybe get back on track. Maybe we'll make that a Patreon exclusive. We'll put, we'll put that up. Is it Patreon? I feel like, is it juicy enough to be a Patreon exclusive? We're going to have to add some. I feel like it has a twist, you know? We're going to have to add some twists and turns in there. We're really going to have to add some twists. We're going to have to really let them in on the tea. (laughs) It really has to be Club 30 tea. We could fill them in on the Callie Stacy of it all. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you know I have someone I used to date who still every once in a while will text me about no, Callie Stacy? Not Callie Stacy. <laughs> Because when we were dating, Callie Stacy was so important in our lives, and they learned about Callie Stacy, and they still will text me sometimes and be like, Callie Stacy. <laughs> Callie Stacy. I'm willing to bet Nick doesn't even know who Callie Stacy is. That Nick doesn't know. Nick doesn't other. know, but my situation ship from like four years ago does. Right. <laughs> Your husband doesn't. The other day, um, me and um, my girlfriend were talking about Callie Stacy, and we went and found the Northridge Hospital Review. (laughs) No, not the review. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Callie Stacy, may she rest in peace. May she rest in peace, guys. I feel like we need to have like an episode that's just about us. Like maybe we do that. Meet the host. If we really you're should. listening, you know where you can find us on socials. Let us know if that's something yeah, you want or DM if we should save it for Patreon. But we got to do something because y'all just listen to us be in a silly, goofy mood. And we live in hour. Insiders and it's not fair to y'all, but also we think we're hilarious. So it's just part of it. We make each other laugh. Yeah. <laughs> which is the most important part. I don't know about you guys, but I know that we're hilarious. <laughs> Also, I think it's great because, I mean, I don't know if there's anyone I talk to more than I talk to Kate. <laughs> so What about Renee? Yeah, I guess. Him, but... <laughs> him. That's true. We do <laughs> talk Pasquale. a lot. Pasquale. <laughs> the fact that in my photos under, like, if you go to places, the northeast mm-hmm. area, the picture is Pasquale and Pasquale from Chick uh, from Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck like Cheese. that's the image that shows up if I want to look for images in the northeast <laughs> northeast region of the United States. That's the feature. I love image. that. Well, yeah, Pasquale. I feel like I just talked to Kate a lot because we do the podcast. We have many other business endeavors. Another one coming. So everyone, just gear up, Stay be tuned. ready. Maybe we'll drop Stay that tuned. in Club Thirty T. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be a good place to drop it. All right. Well, okay, let's sorry. get to our question for Six today. In. Okay. We always said we were not going to be one of those podcasts that did this. I was like, I, when we have a podcast, we're going to be that podcast that just jumps right in. We could cut all this and then just give it to the Patreon people as like a five minute bonus. <laughs> <laughs> nah, leave it in. Leave no, it it's in. staying. Okay. I need the people to know about Callie Stacy, so it needs to stay. We need to spread the message about Callie Stacy. Should I put Callie Stacy in the stories for this episode? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh god. My girl forever. Okay, back to the question. What was the question? (laughs) What is your favorite thing to ever happen at um, Fort Wilderness? Dead or alive? (laughs) Wow. It can be dead or alive. Uh, Kate? I mean, I could go the easy route and say river country, but... Yeah, but I feel like, can we say that? Because we've never been, but we do love it, but we've never been. Emotionally, I've been there. I'm just joking, but I really have. Um, In my world. In my world, I've been there. Um, So I'm going to say the lawnmower tree. That's my the lawnmower tree, which I will be going into in this episode. I was going to say, I've never heard of it, but luckily I'm going to hear about it soon. <laughs> Woohoo! Thanks, Adam. Man. What is your favorite part of Fort Wilderness, dead or alive? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> <laughs> you guys really like the dead or alive. 
that, that's our new thing. Dead um, or alive. I mean, Hoop-dee-doo is, is just a classic. And I had a lot of fun the one time I went with Josie and Redacted. So <laughs> we will... <laughs> We will we will focus on the great memories I I had there with Josie and not the redacted, redacted. memories I had there at Mickey's backyard barbecue having a ce- ceremony which we will no longer speak of. Oh my god, I'm crying. Which is that is dead. <laughs> yeah, that is dead for Mickey's many reasons. Mickey's backyard barbecue. <laughs> yep. Yeah, dead on on many levels of the term. May she not rest in peace. So I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna say I don't want to say hoopty do because Adam just said hoop doo but I want to say like the food in general like I really like the food at Trails End a lot yeah. um I've never and been. I really like um I really like hoop doo and yeah I feel like the food is the best part of a camp out anyway right yeah. oh and I do like the I do like the cabins I stayed there I still once never with- got to stay Really? I was just going to say, I stayed there once with Meg and I've always wanted to do it for my birthday. But the difficult thing about my birthday is there's never any like cast discounts or anything because it's yeah, near Christmas time. It's like the hottest time so, to go. Yeah. So it's really, really expensive. But I would love to plan like a girl's trip. Maybe like, I don't know. Geez, it's going to have to be like next, next spring. <laughs> but I think it'd be fun to have like a girl's trip. Or we could do, I was going to say, or we could just do like a Carousel Project podcast retreat weekend, stay at the cabins and plan and plan and maybe do a live episode. Oh, Ooh, that would be fun. Adam, that's a great Look idea. Adam that would be throwing out so ideas. fun. And then we could go to. So Hoopie if you want to come yes. see us record an episode live in person, maybe a meet and greet, a Carousel yeah. Project Hoopty Do meet and greet. I love this concept. If you guys are into this, DM us on Instagram and let us know. And we should try to make this happen in 2023 because I'll be turning 30. So that's a big year. So let's oh try to do this. I can't believe that. I know. I, it's illegal. I shouldn't what the be. the heck? We I'm all met when we were like 30. 12. <laughs> I know. Okay. So yeah, I think I'm going to say the food. And with that, let's dive into an almost opening day resort for Wilderness. Well, before we start, I thought we should just mention, so Fort Wilderness was actually like a big vision of Walt's for Walt Disney World before it was even developed. He quote, he said, quote, that he wanted to offer accommodations for everybody from a sleeping bag to a suite. And for a little while during the development, this Fort Wilderness idea was kind of an oversight, like people, the people working on the project really weren't thinking about it. And then one day Card Walker called Dick Nunes to see how the progress was going on the campground. Who I've met before. I've met Dick Nunes. Yes. That's awesome. Wow. So basically he called him to check on how that part of the project was going because as he mentioned to Dick Nunes, this was a vision of Waltz to be able to have, um, you know, these accommodations for any price range. Anyway, so from the, from then on, it went on to Keith Camback, who was responsible for the marina pools and recreation for Walt Disney World initially. From what I read, uh, Fort Wilderness was kind of just like the ugly stepchild of 
of like the budget, they they had this group called the Camback Raiders who would go and travel on property and find like scraps and stuff that weren't being used elsewhere for the Fort Wilderness property, like shovels and things like that that they shovels. needed. <laughs> Yeah, like they would just paint paint things green and like name it Fort Wilderness at that point. They were saying there's this area called Pluto's Park, which is basically like the boneyard of Disney where things go to die after they're no longer being used. And apparently <laughs> Canvac's Raiders morbid. spent a lot of time over there like looking, like rummaging for things that they could use to help better Fort Wilderness and like these early 1970s days which is crazy because it's such a beloved resort now like it's just it's perfect Mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like they started to kick things up maybe I'm thinking maybe towards like 1974 and on when we started to see hoop-de-doo and everything but I read that whole piece about Canback Raiders and I thought it was really funny that there were these guys that were just going around trying to like (laughs) you know swipe things to try and (laughs) trying to plus it up a little bit um so I guess I could talk about the lawnmower tree. because Yeah, what is, is the lawnmower tree? I'm so ready. So uh, apparently, years before Walt Disney World opened, someone, they don't know who, left a push lawnmower leaned up against a tree on Fort Wilderness property. People didn't know the lawnmower was there until the tree had eventually grown through the abandoned lawnmower which ended up absorbing the lawnmower into the tree's roots so basically the lawnmower became part of the tree with just a few rusted pieces of the lawnmower uh, exposed. Walt Disney Imagineers wow. eventually found it and instead of removing it, they decided to that it was interesting looking and they decided to just keep it as like a hidden treasure on the property. And um it it was located over by the sidewalk um like 5 feet from the path between Pioneer Hall and the marina. Um, but they even took the time to create a little sign with a backstory explaining it. And the sign used to read, Lawnmower tree, too long did Billy Bow legs, park his real slow mower, alas, one warm and sunny day, aside a real fast grower. So implying mm-hmm. that the tree grew too fast and took his lawnmower. Um, but unfortunately, Amazing. the tree was removed in what? October of 2013 because what? Disney legal determined that the rusty pieces were dangerous. Oh. So um, so since it was potentially a safety issue, they removed it in October of 2013. But they removed it quietly because for decades up to this point, since opening, I mean, it was referenced in, like, some travel, you know, books and stuff about, like, something to s- seek out when you're at Walt Disney World. Like, it was one of those hidden gems that people would talk about. So, it's no longer there. But I did see some pictures, and I'll have to include an article about it in the show notes so people can look at the pictures. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, this. that's so cute. I love that. So, hoop to do Hoop-de-doo. Port Wilderness opened November 19th, 1971, so pretty darn close to opening. Um, And it has housed things from River Country to Hoop-dee-doo Review. I mean, I feel like this is the resort with the most 
stuff. Yeah. Like they've had so much mm-hmm. fun stuff that happened there. Like this is really like an experiential resort where like, of course, yeah. all the Disney resorts are fun, but I feel like there's so many activities at Fort Wilderness. And for me, somebody who's never stayed I would not even know that this stuff was there, and they have so much. I'd actually mm-hmm. like to just have an excuse to go resort hop over there and look at like let's circle, do it this try weekend. Circle D Ranch, okay? I mean, it's such a fun one. I've done that. Literally, we'll make a reservation somewhere. Like, I've never been to Trails, Trails End. End. So. Yeah, let's do that. I love a good resort day and that's why I love when we're doing this topic because I feel like when I first started getting into Disney I didn't realize how much cool stuff was at the resorts and that is such a great part of like local life or like coming to the like coming to Disney often is that there's so much to do outside of the parks that's like less stressful and so much fun. It's true I mean people really don't think about that kind of stuff. Shout out to our friend Jessie who recently gave me her Walt Disney World The First Decade book. But I did find... She's um, an angel. Yes. I did find some interesting tidbits from 1981 version of Fort Wilderness that I thought would be cool to share. So according to The First Decade, um, Fort Wilderness was so popular with Disney guests after opening that the number of campsites doubled in 1972. So Mm -hmm. within the first year, they doubled the campsites. And then a year later, um, 300 more campsites were added, bringing the total to 825. So it's crazy for me to to see that progression whenever it was basically an oversight by part of the Walt Disney World team when they were trying to get everything together for the park to open and then it ended up being like this big hit with uh guests when it opened yeah and on opening day they had the settlement trading post they had tri circle d ranch which is still there today and is such a fun place to visit the fort wilderness landing a nature trail a uh, reception outpost which was in a temporary trailer a bike barn which was a temporary trailer and six loops with three comfort stations and like kate said around 232 campsites and they really added on very quickly in 1973 we would see the addition of the iconic Fort Wilderness Railroad. Um, It was over a mile in between the parking lot all the way down to the beach area. If you've been to Fort Wilderness now, you know that this is just an absolutely humongous resort. Of course, it wasn't as big at the time, but it was still pretty darn big. They were expanding it, so they needed a way to get guests comfortably and easily around the resort. And so they built the Fort Wilderness Railroad. it cost 50 cents per child and a dollar per adult, and they could ride it for the whole entire day. Um, people really, really That's loved it. It was marketed as not only just a way around the campsite, but an attraction at the campsite. Again, super, super popular, but it would only last for five years. That's what was so wild to me. I, I mean, I remember we touched on the Fort Wilderness Railroad in our Mm -hmm. river country episode shameless plug um i I know we went a a little bit more into it and like the logistics of it and everything but it's wild that something that was built to help move guests around only lasted you know less than a decade um i i would have figured they would have the update would have been you know to better the system not get rid of it so um i always thought that was odd i wish we could have experienced it same me 
two. Um, I really wish I could have. And I, I was watching a video earlier today, which I will have in the show notes, but they talked a lot about why the train really just didn't make sense. It wasn't really, it was done kind of like in a quick and dirty way. So yeah, it was on a campsite wilderness for on you. the Florida swamp, baby. Like it was not really done bag, correctly. It was rotting. It, it didn't have the right equipment for the train to, I guess, get around the whole campsite. They had to have cast members that were trained specifically for this train it became a safety risk because I was say, people there were just milling about. There was yeah. an accident and a little girl was hit. She was on her oh, bike. God. She was not hurt. She was no. not seriously hurt. Okay. But of course, nobody wants to be like, yeah, I got Any hit by accident. a train. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it really was just very dangerous. Like people there, were, it's not like there were like little mini railroad crossings. You know what I mean? Like it was just no. like... Not in the 70s. A mess. So anyway, it only lasted for five years, but there are some really cool ads and posters out there that say like, Fort Wilderness, the only camping experience at Walt Disney World. And like, it has like a picture of the train. It's really cool. And again, it was a great way for people to get around. So that was added in 1973, along with the permanent reception outpost, making its move from the temporary trailer, um, the meadow training post, 13 new loops and 482 additional campsites. And then of course, like I already said, the wilderness railroad. Love that. Well, I, in that first decade book, um, they were talking about the selection process for the horses for tricircle D ranch, which A lot went into this. Before opening day, 54 saddle horses were chosen for the trail rides among more than 1,000 prospects from ranches uh, in Wyoming to Oklahoma. And the Disney scouts were so serious about this that they spent several afternoons with each of the horse prospects and their owners before making the final decisions. Um, And according to the book in 1981, Fort Wilderness their herd was included in some of the finest trail horses in the nation. I would be willing to assume that is still the case in 2022. Of course. But I I thought that that was interesting that they they put in such meticulous details on something like that. You know, they knew that this was going to be an experience that they wanted guests to be excited about. And so for them to go through a thousand different prospects to find 54 saddle horses is just wild to me seriously I think that's wild I couldn't imagine that's so much work and being able to pick an animal that can be around people like that all the time that's like such a special fit yep that's why they had all those meetings those afternoon meetings with the horses and their owners I don't know I just thought that was wild I was like can you imagine trying to like throw this park together in a swamp and someone's job is to go out and scout horses in Wyoming and Oklahoma like how cool is that that is very cool could have been it could have been us. <laughs> Me and my um, I know we're hopping around in years here, but yeah. also 1974 was a huge year for um, Fort Wilderness because Hoop Dee Doo Review opened on June 30th, 1974. Um, Pioneer Hall. I'm trying to see. I know I had when it was added. It was added like a few months before that. April. I think April. I was mm-hmm. going to say April of 1974. So then the show opened on June 30th, 1974, um, and then it became a permanent show um, on September 5th of that same year. So on their 40th anniversary, D23 put out an article that over 37,000 performers had performed and 10.5 million guests had seen the show. Now, I don't know what those numbers would look like today because, of course, there was a huge break due to COVID. Um, 
But it was really cool to read about how it had gone through multiple different iterations before Hoopty Doo Musical Review was born. And this is a Disney classic. Like, this yeah. is a must-do on many people's vacations, which it's, it's super so fun. Adam and I went together. <laughs> they asked me to be the can-can girl. Wait, you guys went no. without me? We did. It was we years did. ago. And we they asked me to be the can-can girl. And I don't know why I was so embarrassed and didn't want to do it. And they were girl, like, it's a huge honor. You, have, you should really come do it. And I was yeah. like... I'm too nervous. It's probably because you're I so was, beautiful. <laughs> oh, I was so you. shocked that you didn't get up on that stage. And, Me too. And Where was Josie that night? Josie would have, the Josie I know would have gotten up right. there and done the can can. I know. I, I don't know what I it was. Her. Well, as a young 10 year old, I was chosen as one of the hundreds of people in there to play a washboard. So. Really? Not to not to brag, but um, I'm pretty I sure a I got a washboard at, washboard at some. Everybody does. I'm pretty video. sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, because jo- Josie took a video of me playing the washboard. Maybe we'll put that in the show notes or in the stories. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can find a picture of me with my washboard. I was in like an Aristocats bright pink jacket. I know that, and I had sh- my short hair. <laughs> but um, I only went. I, I maybe I went twice, but I definitely went once in the like 2000 2001 i want to go again so bad i want to go again and get smashed y'all know i don't drink a lot but i really want to go and let's go again and take a look on the sangria yeah yeah exactly i I didn't get to get drunk on the sangria because i was seven so let's go again (laughs) i was an adult but we had eaten a lot that day i feel like i was exhausted i feel like that's why i didn't eat so much because i ate she had to eat for you redacted was redacted right adam is is a little bit particular and so all this food was for me and I was so tired we had been going all day we had been going all day we went to breakfast at Ohana that morning too wow oh yeah we did yeah we were we were rolling we were spending money and it was Um, so hot and gross the love bugs were out in full force that mm -hmm. day it was so I think that's why I never got up on the show on the the oh yeah you had a full Um, day I always wish for a separate dinner theater show I wish I had been able to go to the one at um the poly but that's me too I think I did it once when I was little I should have done it I should have done it but um, according to D23, there had been just one change to the hoop doo menu since 1974, and that was the addition of the strawberry shortcake for dessert. Oh, yeah. When the show first opened, mm. they had apple pie, but changed it to shortcake in 1979, which is really, really cool. I wish, I think they, I think they changed the menu a little bit since coming back from they COVID. They did, slightly. They have, slightly, I think it has all the same things, but it looked like to me, again, I haven't been in years, but it looked like to me the addition was coleslaw and mac yeah, and cheese. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's the, like, sli- the sides, not slides. Yeah. yeah, the coleslaw is new, and then the mac and cheese was always like something they had, but you had to ask for it. Like it wasn't on the menu. It was like a secret oh, menu kind of a thing. Right. And now the mac and cheese is on the menu, and it has a cornbread crust on the top. So... Yeah, pretty cool. I can't wait to go. Let's We're go going right for my birthday for sure. <laughs> well, um, I just wanted to touch on a little bit of the details of Pioneer Hall itself, the construction process. Um, so like we said, it opened in April of 1974, but it was um, supposed to represent a sturdy lodge of the Northwestern Territory from the turn of the century, uh, the turn of the 19th century. And it was assembled with 1,283 hand-fitted logs. Um, And these logs were actually found 
um, in Montana and shipped to Fort Wilderness after a six-month search. Um, Crazy. They were western white pines because they quickly found that the Florida pine trees weren't going to be tall enough for the two-story structure. So that was why they sought out the the trees in Montana. And then um, the columns inside of the hall are 70 tons of rare ebony stone brought in from North Carolina. So I thought that was cool. It was awesome. I think that's really cool. I love how they found stuff from like everywhere to build. Yeah, to really to really go with the theming of the Northwestern vibe. You know, I thought that was Mm -hmm. cool. I, I think it's so cool. I feel like we just, oh, I keep being like, we need to spend more time here. Um, and then of course, yeah. as we talked about in our River Country episode, this is where River Country was. Like River Country was also at Fort Wilderness, which if you want to know more about River Country, definitely watch our, uh, listen to our episode. What was, what season was that in? Season it was season two, two episode, episode one. one. Before we move on, I just wanted to touch on one more thing for Hoopty Doo. Did you guys oh, yeah. know that Hoopty Doo played in Tokyo Disneyland? No. At the Diamond Horseshoe. It was part of the opening entertainment in Justice 1983. Justice for the Diamond Horseshoe. Yeah. It was, so you guys know how Tokyo Disneyland was very big on being an American theme park. They took with the things they loved from Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. Well, one of the things that they took over there was the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review um, at the Diamond Horseshoe. And it played there from 1983 to 1995. So for over a decade... Tokyo Disneyland visitors could experience Hoopty Doo Review. That's wild. I thought that was fun. I had no idea. That is so cool. That is so, so, so cool. So, yeah, they also had River Country, which, again, if you want to learn more, we do have a River Country episode that is just absolutely beloved by us (laughs) and by, like, everybody, I feel like. But River Country was also there, which kind of leads me. Really? That's true. Yeah, yeah that was when we officially joined. Episode. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, I also saw that in 1977, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground began replacing its wilderness homes with cabins. So I wasn't able to find what the yeah, wilderness homes Yeah, I didn't look into that, like, to be honest with but you. But I feel like it would be cool to see what they went through throughout the years. And I don't even know where those houses there from the start. It was kind of hard to find information. And I feel like we've talked about this before. But ever since the pandemic, it's become a little harder. Because mm-hmm. when you research, like when is something opening a million articles pop up from when it reopened after the pandemic so that's made it a little bit more complicated but as we talked about river country i thought it was also really pertinent to touch on buffalo junction which (gasps) is one of my favorite things we talked about so in 1990 they announced that they were going to be building disney's wilderness lodge which did come to be Mm -hmm. and buffalo junction so these were going to be two resorts disney's wilderness lodge was going to be the Disney's Wilderness Lodge, we know it today, a very nice Pacific Northwest, like expensive wilderness um, retreat. And then of course, we had already Fort Wilderness, which was like a really affordable. And then in the middle, connecting the two is supposed to be the Buffalo Junction. Um, This was supposed to be almost kind of like the Boardwalk Hotel, but a Wild West theme. I wish this would have happened. I know it would have been amazing to have a moderately priced resort near Magic Kingdom and to connect these two resorts would have been amazing there was also some talk of bringing back the Fort Wilderness Railroad in like doing Uh, it the right way to bring people between um all of these different um properties and so 
but they announced this in 1990 buffalo junction again was going to be a wild west theme like boardwalk style hotel this was going to be phase two bring some moderate resorts in right near that beach by the water um and it was just going to be amazing so i guess the video I was watching, they said that like the stipulation was that they had to finish Disney's Wilderness Lodge first. first Maybe yeah. it's just that they just didn't have the money. This was around the time that, you know, everything was going on with Disneyland yeah. Paris. And there was a lot of stuff going on at this time. We know that Typhoon Lagoon had been open for a few years and was doing well. Blizzard Beach was about a year away from opening. Mm-hmm. So we know that River Country, even though it stayed open for a little bit beyond this, was kind of on its back end. And yeah. River Country was a huge push beyond this Buffalo Junction. Um, the need for it, because people were going to the water park and they were going to add some additional like small carnival-esque rides. So it really hinged on the success of some things that were going on and by the time that Wilderness Lodge was completed and opened in 1994 the interest had just dwindled and it didn't make sense for them to build a Buffalo Junction anymore. It makes so me sad. that's why we never got it. But it would it, have been so yeah. perfect. Especially with the synergy of Woody's Roundup. Like, if it would have been taking... I mean, you know, Toy Story wouldn't come out until 95. And then um, right. we wouldn't see Toy Story 2 until, what, 2000, 2001? So, mm-hmm. or 99. But, 99, Yeah, 99. But, you know, like, so obviously that wasn't going to happen. But, I mean, imagine if those were all in the works at the same time. Like... Woody's Roundup themed like rooms and like Woody they could have had like a Woody's Roundup show like oh it would have been so cool it'd be so good would have been that would I wish Mikey synergy that that it would have been great it would have been like you said I mean they had just opened MGM they were working on Disneyland Paris they were you know that was going to be a flop uh and then they Mm -hmm. were planning for DAC as well that early out in like 94 so I mean a lot going on. A lot going on. Which you would think that um, uh, you would think that they would want more rooms. Yeah, especially moderately priced rooms. Well, sadly, I think that they just decided to branch out to their vast extra land elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like probably between all the budget problems and then also just like the headache of that location you know that uh, trying to get back there it probably was like wow it'd be so much easier just find another part of all this you know empty land that we have square miles of to just do another one there but But it's so crazy because i feel like this buffalo junction area like is still just sitting like let's do it let's connect these two resorts that would be amazing, like connecting if you could yep. get from Disney's Wilderness Lodge to Fort Wilderness easier. It would be amazing. And again, people love like the river country. Like people love this and I think it would really do so, so well. Are they going to listen mm-hmm. to moi? No. Well, but- especially because they still have that pad cleared for the Reflections Resort Reflections. that was supposed to happen, which, I mean, we have D23 Expo coming up. By the time this comes out, it will have happened. So maybe we'll hear about that plot of land. I doubt it. But I'm curious to know they've cleared that area. It wouldn't, like, I've I've got to assume they've got some plans for that. You've yeah, so. there's. The, I, I'm hoping junction. for some hotel. I'm hoping for some hotel news because we know a lot has changed since COVID, and hopefully it'll change to bring us something amazing and unique and fun and new. That's what it needs because if the last time what they announced what was it reflections or yeah. whatever, and yeah. that was just the DVC. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. No, I wasn't a fan. I was also nervous for my girl Tiana because they were going to have a Tiana theme restaurant, and it I love you, Disney, so but y'all weird. can never do New Orleans food right. 
Um, not only Nolans. that. Nolans. <laughs> I also think like you have two, two resorts that are perfectly suited already for Tiana stuff. Yeah, I don't know why we they should were do doing that while that. you're here too, Kate. Uh, you're saying, um, like, are you saying we just do like a resort hopping half week here? I'm fine with that. I just think we should do. We haven't done. I've been wanting. They have a savory beignet sandwich where they take Ooh. the Mickey beignets and make like po' boys on them. And I've been wanting to go, and I haven't been able to. So maybe we can do that the night yeah. we land for dinner. Everybody listening, these are <laughs> these are our plans. <laughs> so sorry, but anyway, I think no, yeah, you're majorly, right. I don't know why but they, they were should just do put that. a Tiana restaurant there. Why would they put it at a no theme hotel? Like reflections yeah. had no theme. Reflections. They were trying to like they were trying to lean into like Pocahontas and something else I whenever I saw the whenever I saw the concept art at the parks panel when I sat in it Mm -hmm. they had I think they had they had like a Pocahontas or Bambi type statue that was supposed to be in the lobby and then like I remember there were Pocahontas vibes they were talking about I feel like that was the direction they were going in with like the reflections vibe but yeah the Tiana restaurant was confusing for me because again I guess maybe they were trying to go with the frog thing. Like a frog would be like in a swamp. But I mean, like you said, there's two New Orleans <laughs> right. themed resorts, baby. Like right. let's let's Hopefully take it over to Nolan. Manifest. We're gonna find the ba- the beignet ears too. I have not seen them in <gasps> yes. a hot minute. If you see them, let me know because someone wants them. We'll talk about it. We'll see if we'll we can talk let about you know. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, like I said. I don't want them to go through with reflections necessarily, but I think they should do something with that cleared pad that they took the time to something, actually yeah. clear river country. Like it's, it's not like they need to clear it. It's cleared. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we're looking back, we're talking about four wilderness again, but they had <laughs> some really great, I, I was trying to find, cause I know I've seen it before, but it's so hard. But back in the day, you know, those like roundup videos where they showed like what it was like to be at Walt Disney world. There are so many great like vintage clips of Fort wilderness and what was going on there. There were some really great iconic print ads. There was a Fort wilderness book that I saw that had just, you know, a little bit of everything that was going on at Fort wilderness. And I feel like it was such a perfect location in the 70s and I love that it's kind of like Frontierland as like a, a hotel, a big right. hotel. Yeah. But it but it really was. It was it was such a cool concept and it definitely I feel like it definitely opened the doors for families from all over to come to the vacation kingdom and not only experience a theme park but stay a day or two longer and do some of the recreational stuff over at Fort Wilderness. Um, and it may be very affordable. I feel like back then yeah. a lot of people were driving, especially with their family, because you have to think like it wasn't as easy to travel on airplanes, especially not if you had like a large family that you were trying to bring to Disney World. Yeah. So it really was very smart of Walt. And I feel like we're kind of getting away from that. Not that I'm ever the type to be like, Walt would be rolling in his grave. But just like we're kind of getting away from having those affordable options for everyone, you know, I feel like it, even Fort Wilderness can be kind of pricey because if you don't have an RV, I don't know if you can just stay in like a tent. Yeah, I mean, I know that my um, some of my cousins, every single year, they bring their camper over to Fort Wilderness and they all go stay like they love it. And then um, 
I have friends who do that too, and yeah. it's really, really cool at Christmas time because oh, there's I this really do that awesome so culture. Bad. Yes. Okay. So at Christmas yeah, time, talk about that. it's amazing, yeah. and this is something that like I feel like it's kind of like if you know, you know. Yeah. But, like. It, at Christmas time, people decorate their campsites. People go like every year and they decorate their campsites. And, and they stay for like the whole um, season, basically, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the month. They just like yeah. they decorate. Up. They decorate like the golf carts too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then have like a parade of all the golf carts all lit up and decorated. It's so cool. Yeah. So people go around with hot chocolate and. Um, mm. And ride and they look, look at, at the everything. lights, yeah. And they yeah. ride, they look at the lights. So, I really want to do that this year. I haven't. I did it a few years ago because my friends John and Peyton they always stay. Aww. You have other friends? <laughs> um, no. It's always on my list, and I always forget. And it's so hard at Christmas time because there's so much going on at Walt Disney World. Yeah, but it really right. is special, especially if you rent like a golf cart and go around. That's really the only way to do it. Like you got to have like. A way to get around, yeah. Yeah, because otherwise it's crazy. Like, that would be a super fun... Maybe we should go for my birthday. We should just bite the bullet, rent the golf cart, you know, do the whole thing. I mean, I'm I'm down. I say we just need to start looking into it, like, now. Now. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I mean, what, $200 for a deposit? That's not a big deal. I, yeah, I think it would be super, super, super fun. And we got to look into the golf cart. But yeah, anyway, it's definitely something really special that they do. And it's nice to see that all these years later, like Fort Wilderness still is a like moderately affordable place that people can go to enjoy themselves and enjoy the parks. Well, uh, while I was looking at the recreation for Fort Wilderness, I did find a tour that you can do on a Segway, and I am requesting that we do this sometime. It's called... Still? Yes. I I looked at the page, and it says check availability, and they had, like, times and stuff. So... Sign me up. Yes. So it's called the Wilderness Back Trail Adventure. It's $90 per person, and you get to ride a Segway and see the other side of Fort Wilderness. Okay, so this is what we're doing for the Carousel Project podcast meet and greet. <laughs> we're all going to take a Segway tour together. <laughs> that would be so much fun. I thought it was cool. Like, you know, I'm always looking to do those those tours and stuff. I've only done a few different tours, and I want to. I really want to check some more off. But that would be a really Same. cool, obscure tour that people don't really... Yeah, yeah, those I, are the kinds that, like, you need to do before they're, like... We're getting rid of this. <laughs> and I, I've i always wanted to do a Segway tour ever since they had us like testing Segways at Epcot in like the 90s and in early 2000s where you could like go in interventions and like play on the Segways. Like I've wanted to do a Disney Segway and tour. And apparently, yeah, yeah, they used to have Disney Segway they tours did. in the park. Like, oh, can yeah. you imagine? You like, could see, you would see like the group of people all in their Segways like rolling through Future World. Like it was so cool. We never did one, but I, my mom and I would all always talk about it so yeah, yeah wilderness maybe my way in like maybe i'd start there and then i see if there's any other segue tours and then go from there mm-hmm. <laughs> i would absolutely love that any i didn't know any segue tours still existed right which i'm pumped about because like i right. always thought that sounded so cool that they had segue tours at disney yeah, well, when I went to the recreation page and I saw it, I was like, okay, let me click over and see if this is even still here. And yeah, like it literally shows check availability. So it appears to be available. Woohoo! Let's book it. Let's book it before they're like, oh my gosh, we forgot this existed. We got to get rid of it. 
Um, do you have anything else to add other than us creating our plans of wanting to go to literally I know. everything? I feel like this, this is a tourism ad for Fort Wilderness Seriously. because sadly, I've never, like I said, I've never stayed. The only experience I've ever actually gotten to do at Fort Wilderness was, um, was hoopty do once or twice as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I really enjoy anytime I get to hear about it, but I, I need to force myself to go Let's over go. there and experience stuff. We're doing it this weekend. Um, you don't have to force. We're, we're going to go. I did want to just take a second to talk about my girl, Minnie Moo, uh, who oh, lived Moo. over at Minnie Fort Wilderness Moo? for a few years. Um, I have heck? a final mention of her. So what Minnie, the heck is this? Minnie Moo is a cow that has a Mickey, a Mickey shaped like, black spot, spot on her on her, on her butt like on on her side not her butt um, <laughs> I did I did a video on her uh, on my series so I can go ahead and share that in the show notes but there basically in 1990 Disney ended up purchasing Minnie Moo for an undisclosed amount and she would become part of Grandma Duck's petting zoo in Mickey's Starland in Magic Kingdom um, so she was actually in Ma- Magic Kingdom from 1990 to 1996 when they were going to make the change over to um, Mickey's Toontown Fair. They ended up getting rid of the petting zoo barn because they were going to put the barnstormer there. So she ended up relocating to Fort Wilderness where she would stay at that petting zoo until she passed away in 2001 at the old age of 16. So she lived a full life. Um, I put together a little video on her that I'll put in my show notes so you guys can get more of the details. But Minnie Moo was a resident of Fort Wilderness for a number of years. One might say she was Five an icon. Years. Yeah. There was actually a, a Mickey Moo at a Mickey Disneyland Moo. too, right? Is that right, Adam? I think I read that somewhere. If there was, I don't remember it. Okay. Well, I whenever I was researching for Minnie Moo a while ago, I found something about like a Mickey Moo that was at Disneyland. And I think it was only there a few years too. I just Googled it and I'm not seeing anything. Well, we're going to stick with Minnie Moo for now. Mm-hmm. Okay, deal. And if I find something on Mickey Moo, I'll put the link in the show notes. Please do. That's so cute. It was. Basically, like, it was a, a milk milking cow or something that wasn't, mm-hmm. like, producing. And so the niece or granddaughter or something reached out to Disney and said, like, I think you guys may want this cow that, like, has mm-hmm. this special shape. And they bought her. Thank you. They bought her. <laughs> yeah. They bought her. <laughs> So, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so nuts. Aw, what a nice end to this episode on Fort Wilderness. I hope we've convinced you all to want to go to Fort Wilderness and spend some time. Yes. It is an incredible, incredible resort. Um, and yeah. there's always so much fun stuff. As always, shameless plug for the River Country episode because I know that's like <laughs> all of our favorite forever. But that is the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. We, again, I say this, I feel like every single time, but truly we cannot believe that we have listeners. It means the world to us. We're so glad Thank to have you all on this little journey with us. Um, um, and if you want to chat, you can find us on Instagram at Carousel Project Podcast. As always, you already know I'm going to talk about the reviews, guys. 
Adam loves the number five, so leave us five stars. <laughs> season on, five, we are on, in season five. It is five. season five, yes. so this is the year of five-star reviews. So if you're on Spotify, go ahead and just rate us five stars. Easy peasy. It's so and easy. And then if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can rate us five stars there as well. But you can actually leave a little something-something to let us know what you love about the podcast. Um, so like I said, season five, Adam's favorite number is five. You know what to do. Um, other little reminder, don't forget about our Patreon. Um, we already have episodes from our past two seasons up there, bonus episodes, and we have bonus episodes for this season as well and beyond. So excited it's about all of the bonus episodes. Me too. They're like my favorite. So this is the the best way to help support this passion project um, if you guys are are willing to do so. You get a sticker, you get to be in our Facebook group, other fun stuff like that. Many of y'all took advantage of the opportunity to listen to the bonus episodes when we lowered the tiers over our break. So if you want to check out our new bonus episodes, join our Patreon. Woohoo! Do it! <laughs> and as always, share us with your friends and family. Help us grow and help us you know, re- expand our audience to more people. Yes, please. Yeah. And I guess that's it. That's it. That's all. Peace out. Thanks, guys, for listening. We love you. Bye. I thought you had five minutes. Love you. Love you. you. Bye. Take care. Explore the great outdoors in a new way in the magic that is Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground.